Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Welcome. So I thought I'd just read a uh, small little thing on kindness, and I'm not sure how to say this person's name, but I think it's uh, Danusha Lamiris. She said, I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull in their legs and let you by or how strangers will still say, bless you, when someone sneezes a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die, we are saying. And sometimes, when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of hot coffee and say thank you to the person handing it, to smile at them and for them to smile back. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now, so far from the tribe and fire, only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are true, they are the true dwelling of the holy, these fleeting temples. We make them together when we say, here, have a seat, go ahead, you first. And I like your hat. So I thought that was so nice, and mm-hmm. it reminded, well, it's called Small Kindness, and it reminded me of our last podcast when we were talking about, you know, kindness and in, in, uh, teaching that to our children. So I thought that was beautiful. Um, one of the spiritual practices that, uh, that I wanted to talk about today was uh, being, you know, becoming a shining light to other people. And so um, that small kindness little poem or write-up was just about all those like kind of little interactions that we have throughout the day that we often miss because we're either on our phone or we're harried and running about and um, and so the challenge would be for you to go through the day and pay attention to those around you um, and just observe how often do we do that too right just to observe I'm a big people watcher so I do a lot of that and it's probably why I'm drawn to this work because i I observe people even when they're talking to me because that's how I pick up things that they're maybe not saying or I pick up patterns of what they're saying, and so I'm observing a lot. Um, and so I've always been, since I was a little kid, do any of you feel like you're observers in that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've always been an observer, always. And I feel like I often, my favorite part of the day are those little interactions mm-hmm. of talking to people and seeing the joy in their face and them bringing joy to my face more so than my day, are those little tidbits of like kindness and happiness and- Connection. Connection, yes. That's what it is. My favorite part of the day, those little bits of connection everywhere. Everybody wants it, everybody longs for it. Feels like, hey, nice to see you. Like Mm -hmm. when you know it's genuine and you know. Yeah. I love that. That's what keeps me going, activity to activity, you know. Even the the bless you, even the the, the connection with strangers. It's the acknowledgement that you're there. Yes. They say that's why birthdays are so important and that we should celebrate them because you're celebrating that the person is here another year and still, you know, with us and that you're celebrating their life. You know, I 
think when I was little, birthdays were really exciting for me. <laughs> but then as you get older, you sort of push it aside, and you're like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. And, oh, no, we don't need to go out and celebrate my birthday. But yet I go out and celebrate everybody else's. But mine's in the summer, so I always get kind of looked over in that way. My, I always had my summer friends and my, <laughs> my regular yeah. school friends. But, um, but I also feel like on a different note, I haven't always made birthdays such a big deal because I feel like, Every connection is usually wonderful. So to me, a birthday was just like another day. And I also feel like that might go back to my family. It wasn't always a big deal on your birthday. Mm -hmm. So I know some people who might get upset because maybe you don't do the card or make a big deal. But in my eyes, I feel like, well, every day I feel like I'm celebrating you. Like, I don't know. So I, I feel like there's different ways to look at it. And how did you come to that, to that knowing? How did, why are you like that, do you think? Uh, hmm. I don't know, maybe from my father, like every time we'd go out to lunch or breakfast, he always made such a big point of like saying hello to the waitress and, oh, I love your smile. Like, you look lovely today. You know, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And I think I just picked up on that stuff, maybe. Um, he was always super kind and super, um, he always had a way of making a nice connection with random people. And I always saw the smiles on their face after, I think. Yeah. And so that question was kind of a little, I asked you that question on purpose because I knew you were probably going to tell me that someone taught you that. And that leads into, we talked on our last podcast about parenting. Right. And, you know, I had given a talk on my top 10 parenting points. And I really think that we underestimate the influence that we have you know, in our children's lives through our actions. And we talked last time about the actions and things that we do and how that ripples out. And, you know, all the decisions that I make every day, whether good or bad, have this incredible ripple effect. Not They don't just affect me and the person that I'm talking to, but then I may leave that person feeling empty or unnoticed. And then they'll make the next person feel empty and unnoticed and that's how it's like that pebble hitting the water right and but if I go to the diner like your dad did and and you make have a the, big deal of not of a nothing conversation so he puts a little pep in I the think, step of the person right. who's mm -hmm. waiting on him and then she puts that pep in her step contagious. maybe the next it's one. contagious yeah. Yeah. and when people don't like has, have, has anyone ever experienced a time where they had a pep in their step perhaps and then it didn't necessarily get reciprocated <laughs> from and I think Sometimes I just feel like instead of taking, you have an opportunity to not like give them so much power, right? Because mm -hmm. it could just be someone, a disgruntled employee who is having a bad day and they're just like in a real, you know, not very pleasant. But if you're not in a good, the right mindset, it can affect your mood. And that's something to be yeah. aware. I try to be aware of in terms of like, okay, well, how can I, oh, they're probably acting like this towards everybody. Like, yeah, can't be so, take this so yeah. seriously because you know, I have, a th I don't have any control over how they're going to be. Yeah. And that's a spiritually mature person to say that because most often we are affected by other people's actions. So if, if you know, somebody meets me with anger and, or won't even, you know, I've been, I've been the recipient of going into a place and the person never has eye contact with me. And I do everything to try to like, move my head around and, or, you know, bring up the weather or whatever it is because I always want to make that soul connection. And I've and have you ever had that experience where somebody will not even look at yes. you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that's I think it goes you. back to that quote. Um, 
it's not what you do or what you say when you meet somebody, but it's how they feel when you walk away. Mm. Yeah. Right. right? Angela's. Love yeah. that one. I know. It's yeah. so good. It's so true. It's too. so true. They're not gonna they're not gonna remember what you do or what you say, but they'll remember how they felt. We don't have the power to, to, um, we have the power to react, but we don't have the power to, we can't choose how others are going to right. behave towards us. Right. So, and it's not our job to fix them. It's not them. our job to fix them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a good reminder though, because mm-hmm. it's like, on a, it's, it really is a practice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so as we, the challenge is as we go throughout the day, as we leave, you know, this place or listening to this podcast is that, um, you know, just to pay attention to the people around you and to bring that light, right? And so often, you know, how, what does that mean? And so when I pray or think of the sacred or God or whoever that is for you, I often think and visualize that light. And so it's almost like there's this beam of light entering me. And so then if I fill up with that, then I feel I can pour that out to others. So I actually visualize that. Um, And sometimes I'll lie in bed at night and I'll visualize that over my house, you know, coming through each floor, each bedroom. If my kids aren't home and they're away in college, I picture their room there. That's why it's good to have that to be there so you know what it looks like. Um, And so I send that light and intentionally fill myself up with it. You've done some Reiki training, Ariane, lately, or recently, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and do, do you, is that part of that practice, of that light, of Absolutely. that energy? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, sure. So I just went through a, a four-week class um, and graduated, so I'm Reiki 1 trained and uh, <laughs> ready for Reiki 2. And, and I think for me it was what I gained most of it was self-awareness, um, self-awareness of myself, my thoughts, my actions, um, and um, it's just an incredible experience overall. Um, it's, I feel a lot more empowered, I feel more calm, um, hopefully it lasts, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's... And if it doesn't, you have it to lean on, exactly. and so it, actually it won't, and I know that in my own life from experiences is that, you know, life throws you a lot of things they are constantly coming at me but when I have this backdrop of strength to lean on I'm better equipped to respond and so you said something when we were off air about the response time and can you say a little bit about that about how you might be mad about something or your reaction, reaction your reaction right so I feel that a lot of times especially in the past I I with my kids if they didn't listen or doing things, I, I would react, I'd yell a lot. And I hated that about myself because I'm, before I had kids, I wasn't a yeller. I wasn't, I wasn't angry or anything like that. And, and um, not that they make me angry, but, um, but it's frustrating. It gets frustrating sometimes. And um, I think one of the tools that I learned from Reiki One uh, was to almost take a step back, take a deep breath, um, and to think before I'm reacting. And I find myself much more calm when I'm dealing with them and in situations, um, also just in situations that aren't pleasant, um, not only with my children, but just in general, um, just really thinking before I'm reacting. So it's the stillness, the quietness that I can, that I'm learning to have within myself before I'm 
reacting to anything. And that pause is everything. If you can learn that, <clears throat> changes this can change the situation from night and day. Yeah. You're better in tune. Have you noticed? Yeah, you're better. You're better in tune with Absolutely. your feelings I'm and your sensitive. reactions, and can make smarter decisions from there on out. Mm-hmm. How do you guys react when you're hit with things that you don't want, like sort of those denying things that come at us? Anger, yeah. resentment. Um, what type of things that you don't want? What do you mean? Um, big and small, like everything. Yeah, just like, all right, so I'll use the you know example, which I do a lot of my own life, and so my older dog is, uh, is wasn't feeling well yesterday. He was drooling a lot, and I guess they say that's when your dog has an upset stomach, and so we took him to the vet, and then this morning we were like, oh, I think, I think he's better. I think he looks better, and then we found out a little later that he wasn't, and so this stress in my house, like the kids were crying and they're worried, you know, he's older and he was kind of like hiding in the bushes and curled up. And, and so that came at me this morning unexpectedly, you know, we were going to meet here and do the podcast. And, and so how do you react? And in the moment I I was stressed because you're trying to want to take care of the dog, but then I'm mindful of the kids are all freaking out. And, and so it's like fight or flight. You have to take yeah, a moment it's to like figure fi- out what's going on. It's like fight or flight. And so, exactly. Sometimes I feel like you almost need to be in that state for, like, it's like only human nature. I don't know, for, but it, but it's not sustainable, right? Yeah. So, you like have like a physical, we t- like spoke about earlier yeah. on the previous podcast, like, we have these physical reactions and they're just not, like I said, sustainable. Like, it's, it's impossible to keep all that in our bodies and that. Upset men. So, what did you do to help yourself kind of navigate this morning? Well, I, I needed a couple of minutes to sort of. I, I need. I actually sometimes I need to be off by myself mm. to kind of like think it through. Take a and breath outside. To, yeah, That's and so I sort of walked away, went upstairs, mm-hmm. and I kind of came up with the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I knew my husband had something today that he could clear his calendar. Like, so in my mind, I was just like, and then right away I thought, okay, my, my one son's away in Africa, so I don't want him to catch any wind of this because I, I just, you know, yeah. what if everything's fine tomorrow? Exactly. I don't want him to get him involved. So right away I started a group chat with just the three kids that are around yeah. and said, let's keep this quiet, let's wait until we know what's going on, and we'll go from there. Um, and then there was a plan of like who was going to take the dog to the vet and how we were going to communicate because if we're taping the podcast, I can't answer my phone. And, and so I needed some clarity of space to think it through because my immediate reaction was like, oh, the house is on fire and there's people crying, there's a dog lying outside. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it was chaos. It's kind of like trying like mentally, well, prioritizing you know, I don't want to say putting out fires, but okay, what can I handle right now that we can yeah. manage with with the least amount of damage? Yes. So and the immediate constant. was to get the two high school students to the high school. They would have left right and at that moment anyway. Feelings. And so yeah. I kind of buffered the situation was going on with the dog outside, yeah. got them in a car, and, and got them off. And so you started, you do, you start to prioritize what's the most important thing here, their feelings get them to school, and then the text messages was, were all reassuring. Mm-hmm. Let's just wait, you know, let's not freak out. And you asked for help, too, and your I, husband. And I asked so for So you help. didn't take it all on yourself. And sometimes you have to realize when you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's a give and take. But you were saying in order to sort of get to a place where you could think clearly, you physically had to distance yourself? Yes. That's so, because we talk about that. Like, could you go to your space that where you find it's the most... Yeah, you know, I didn't. Or... I went upstairs to my bedroom, mm-hmm. but I, I did remove myself because I needed to... Yeah, I needed to clearly think and come up with a plan. And when you have all these faces yeah. looking at you, like, what are you going to do about right. it? Yeah. Sometimes, I, sometimes so I literally important. just turn around and close my eyes for a minute mm. and take, like, a couple of breaths. And it's funny because those most stressful moments like that with the family where, like, my husband's getting upset, too, because yeah, that doesn't usually like, ever happen. He's usually, like, the most calm one, are the moments when I realize that I need to step it up <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm able to, to be more calm. So it's funny to me mm. because... I feel like I'm. It's easier for me to be more calm when I really, really need to be than like just a simple, I don't know, other time. Um, so it's like a, you almost realize when you need to step it up and be the one that needs to handle yeah. what's going on because obviously everybody else is, and it's are looking to you. You're right. Yeah. To you. Yeah. But I think even before, I mean, just from what you, how you described the whole scenario, before you even realized it, because like we were talking about and I think the podcast before the kids are looking at you and you set the tone right away before you even realize like I have to actually have a plan you already had had the plan before you knew it because you're the way you reacted was in my eyes the right thing to do so you already had had a plan and then you just expanded on the plan after Yeah, I mean, this is helpful to talk it out, and I always say that to people. Like, so I have things that are happening in my life, and you do, and you do, and you do, and so many times it's great for me if I can take them out of my head and get them out either on paper by journaling or get them out in the open to talk to a friend. And now that you're saying this, because we're unpacking it, we're basically unpacking my dog crisis right Mm -hmm. now, and which is so healthy. Because a lot of times we bottle up and we move, we're on to the next thing. And so when in unpacking it, you said to me what was most important. And the most important thing was that I didn't want my kids to see, my younger two, to see the dog in the shape that he was in. So I took a, a towel and I covered him and I stood in front of him and I blocked it and got them in the car. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, you were saying what was the most important thing and I already knew it. And the most important thing was for them not to go to school with that image. Right. And I wasn't even realizing that I was doing that, but my priority was them in that moment of mm-hmm. buffering and keeping them, you know, I'm still getting texts like, yeah. what do you know? And I don't know anything yet. But, um, but yeah, my, we do move into that sort of mode where we have to step away, Prioritize, close yeah. our eyes. And so what are some other things that you guys do? Well, so it just reminded me, um, I started journaling also. And there's just something about taking a pen or pencil to paper and writing something down, even if you don't go back and look at it after, but just the process of writing it down for me anyway, that clears things up. Oh, absolutely. It's so important. It's such a great exercise. I remember once the story of a woman who was, um, she may have been raped or violated in some way, and writing was the healing you know, we all have to find out what those things are. So if you don't like journaling, you could talk to a friend. There are mm-hmm. different ways to get it mm-hmm. out of our body. And she said that she would actually envision the hurt, leaving her body, like going down her arm, through her fingers, 
out the pen and onto the paper. An energy. It was this the energy of yeah. it was actually leading her was leading her body through that process of getting the story out and on paper. So it had such a valuable exercise to journal things, get them out, talk to a friend, breathe for a minute, turn around, close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Me, for me, remove myself. Right. You know, after I'm with my, I, I love solitude, but I have a big family. And so if we're all together for a while, there are times where I'll think, I need to go for a walk right now and just be with God or be with, you know, myself. And I just go off and in nature somewhere. Take a walk with the dog's a great excuse for that. Get some fresh air and mm -hmm. I come back and I'm a completely different person. I was at my office this week working on something and I just was like, I had a headache, like I just hit a roadblock and I was looking at it for so long. It was like, it just didn't even make any sense anymore. And I left, I packed up, I just closed the computer, I packed up my stuff, I went home, I grabbed one of the dogs, went out for a walk and I came back and I was a completely different person. Sometimes I'll do that and go exercise. Mm -hmm. And did you feel like you had a fresh set of eyes for completely, the project you were working on? Yeah. Completely yeah. fresh set of eyes. Yeah. So I would say when you're hitting a wall as a spiritual exercise, step away, mm -hmm. get sure. some clarity. It doesn't have to be an emergency like we were talking about at my house. It could be just hitting a roadblock at work or, or in a relationship with someone, something you're trying to work out and you're just not getting anywhere, step away from it, breathe, reset, come back, and you have, all the, you know, you're, you're, back, you're back in your body and, and ready to, yeah. So, um, how are we doing on time? All right. So, uh, I just thought I would read this. Um, I read this to a group last week, and uh, I'm big on women and female empowerment and kind of going for, for what you want, even though we're, a lot of us here are mothers and, and we're caring for other people. I still, as an individual, you know, have hopes and dreams and things that I want to accomplish and, and doing these podcasts is one of them. And, and so, uh, so I'll read this to you. I'm, I'm not sure. It's by uh, Patricia Lynn Riley. It says, imagine a woman who believes it is right and good. She is a woman a woman who honors her experience and tells her stories, who refuses to carry the sins of others within her body and life. Imagine a woman who trusts and respects herself, a woman who listens to her needs and desires, who meets them with tenderness and grace. Imagine a woman who acknowledges the past's influence on the present. Imagine a woman who has walked through her past, who has healed into the presence, into the present. Imagine a woman who authors her own life, a woman who exerts, initiates, and moves on her own behalf, who refuses to surrender except to her truest self and wisest voice. Imagine a woman who names her own gods, a woman who imagines the divine in her image and likeness, who designs a personal spirituality to inform her daily life. Imagine a woman in love with her own body, a woman who believes her body is enough just as it is, who celebrates its rhythms and cycles as an exquisite resource. Imagine a woman who honors the body of the goddess in her changing body, a woman who celebrates the accumulation of her years and her wisdom, who refuses to use her life energy disguising the changes in her body and life. Imagine a woman who values the, woman in her the women in her life, 
a woman who sits in circles of women, who is reminded of the truth about herself when she forgets. Imagine yourself as this woman. The end. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.